Hello and welcome to Parkinson's Pathway Pals Tuesdays with Teresa. I'm Teresa Jackson, your podcast host. Today my guest is Molly Donnellan. Molly is the Director of Events and Programs at Sport Rock Climbing in Alexandria, Virginia. Welcome Molly. Thanks for having me Teresa. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I'm, I'm really excited that you're here. Um, and I'm excited for you to be able to share some knowledge and impart some knowledge for our listeners about climbing. Um, I know that you're an avid climber and I know that you also have a passion for neuroscience. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, so my passion for neuroscience is, is really just a personal thing. I've enjoyed learning about it since I was probably in my early teens. Um, I took a bunch of colleges, uh, college classes on neuroscience and neurobiology. Um, and then I just further learned stuff on my own. Um, and when I started climbing, that was back in 2002, um, I was out at UC Irvine in California and I, I really got into it. And I was really interested in how, how much you used your brain when you were climbing. I just thought it was a really interesting sport compared to all the other sports I'd done. I was a swimmer in college. Um, and swimming, you use your brain a certain way, but nothing like climbing and nothing like climbing was nothing like any other sport I had done before. Um, and so it's been really interesting getting to work with people who have Parkinson's because I really get to expand on you know, my two passions right now, which is really fun. That sounds fun. And I don't know that people really think about, you know, using your brain. You think about how much you need to use your hands and your forearms and your feet and how much strength, but I'm um, not sure that people really um, think about the neuroscience or the, the cognitive uh, drain that may come when you're actually climbing. So I'm curious, tell me what piqued your interest in working with people living with Parkinson's? How did you even know that climbing was a possibility for this group of people? Well, I, I'd say I actually didn't it didn't really cross my mind it's not something that i mean nobody in my family has parkinson's it wasn't something i knew too much about but i did have a climber reach out to me um he's a really great guy um and he reached out to sport rock and asked if we would consider doing private lessons earlier in the morning so the gym wasn't really busy for somebody who had parkinson's uh and i was the person in charge of that program at the time and i was like uh let me google parkinson's see what it's about and I looked it up and I said, said, sure, why not? We can give it a try. And he came in and it just seeing the benefits and how, how well it worked for him. I was like, Oh, we got to get the word out. This is a great activity. And then I just kept learning more and more about it and felt more and more passionate that it was a really great activity for people with Parkinson's. So when this person approached you, you, you hadn't, you didn't have any experience prior to that. You're saying. Correct. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about Parkinson's really. It was interesting because when I'd look up stuff and I, I'd been to a bunch of seminars and conferences and stuff and it was easy for me to translate things. You know, they're talking about the basal ganglia and the dopamine and I, I know what those things are. So it's easy for me to translate where it is in the brain and kind of what's going on. But I just didn't know anything about the disease specifically. Wow, that's really, really interesting. So this was a person that came to you that had Parkinson's. So were they already a previous climber or was this just something that they thought they wanted to learn? You know, he was not a previous climber. Um, he, can I mention his name? Sure, as long as it's okay yeah. with him. 
Yes, his name is John Lesson. Um, he's a really great guy, and he was not a climber beforehand. Um, he had he was a cyclist. He did a bunch of activities. He was really trying to exercise as much as he could to help his Parkinson's. And he actually w had tried some trapeze class, and it just it was very unsafe for him. He said he hurt himself, and he was trying to find something where he was a little more in control. Um, and he was trying to mimic, I, I think, big and loud, that, that therapy, the big movements from that therapy. Um, and so he figured he'd try climbing. So he never tried it. And when he tried it, I remember the first thing he said to me, I didn't know about big and loud at the time, but he was like, it's like big and loud on drugs. <laughs> he <just> said it, <laughs> Yeah, you said so it's kind really of exemplified. Exactly. Or yeah. amplified, maybe is a better word. Yeah, that yeah. must have been um, that must have been an interesting journey for you, having not ever worked with someone having Parkinson's and that particular person never having cl uh, climbed before. Yeah, it was, and it was really great that it was him because. I, I always say he's such a jokester and he's quick to make fun of himself and make fun of me and we just laugh a lot and he's really open to answering any questions and you know he just opened up and kind of told me all about Parkinson's and you know how he got diagnosed and everything about his story really um, and I really connected with him and then he we got some more people in our little group and we started growing it and I got to, to learn about everybody so it was pretty neat. That's really cool. So Let's shift just a little bit. Um, drawing from your expertise, tell me why climbing is an especially good exercise for those living with Parkinson's. Well, I, I'd say there's no debate that exercise is good for Parkinson's. They've done numerous studies showing the effects of exercise on Parkinson's. And they all have positive results and they've done you know, studies on aerobic strength, balance, resistance, different forms of exercise, um, and all of them show that it has a positive impact. Um, and I was reading about these different studies, um, and then I was noticing that they would go over like three or four different things that they thought that people with Parkinson's should do when they're exercising. And one of them is stretching, one of them is strength, one of them would be balance. They would always talk about the balance um, and fine movements. And then lastly, aerobic, obviously. And I would, I kept seeing this over and over again. I was like, all of those things are climbing. You know, you do all of those things in climbing. Um, so the, the, it really, you know, reiterated what I was seeing, which was huge improvements in people climbing. And I, you know, I really could, I could see improvements physically, but I have to take their word on it most of the time. You know, people were climbing with me and they're like, I feel much better afterwards. And if I take, you know, a week or two off, it doesn't, I don't feel great. But it was neat seeing, you know, the studies correspond with what I was seeing. Um, and then climbing specifically, I mean, aside from, I guess, the fact that you are stretching when you do it and you're using your aerobics when you do it and all that stuff. Um, I think what's really interesting about it is that there's holds on the wall and you have to follow a path as you climb. So like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like a puzzle where you're using your brain while you're climbing. So you're having a make connections to reach the next hold and figure out how to shift your body weight to make your make it easiest on your body really um and there's the holds on the wall are all color coded which i always find interesting because when people freeze um like a lot of people with parkinson's do it kind of acts as a trigger um, and triggers their brain as signed for something to reach for uh very similar to the walking laser that they put on the ground um, or a line on the ground that they tell people to visualize and step over. It's kind of a hold on the wall to visualize and reach for. 
So climbing has, I, I think, a lot of benefits to it. I know, um, you know, I climbed for the first time, oh, I guess it's probably been maybe a month now that I yeah. started with you. And I think I knew that it was going to be hard on my arms, um, you know, having the strength to pull up. But I was a little surprised at the aerobic burden that it put on me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be a little breathless when I got to the top. I don't know why, but I, maybe because people that climb make it look so easy. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting that my arms would be tired and maybe my legs um, from pushing off those, you know, little pieces of rock. But never did I expect to be short of breath. And, and the researchers do show that there's the potential that um, aggressive exercise may actually slow the progress. They don't guarantee it, but they say that they think that exercise may slow the progression of the disease. And so when you have an exercise that works your whole body, makes you breathless or creates an aerobic situation, and then also add in there's a cognitive component you know, that's a, that's a pretty good bang for your buck for someone living with Parkinson's because they're kind of getting it all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I remember learning about the, you have to work at the perceived level seven, like you were just mentioning. And I, I always joke with the people that are climbing that there's no way you can't because you're on the wall, unless you're hanging on the rope, you're working at that level seven to get up the wall. It really does, you're right, work your cardio. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And so much fun. Not just good for you, but it's just fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a very addictive sport. You start thinking about the climbs you were doing when you leave, and it makes you want to come back. Yes, I, I agree with that. I think that was one of my Facebook posts was um, like second climb and I'm addicted. So, <laughs> so I know that you work with a lot of different type of people at your climbing center. Um, and we know, you know, obviously that you work with and teach people um, that are living with Parkinson's to climb. But if you could stop and think about one thing that they have taught you, what would that be? Ooh, that is a pretty tough question. I feel like I've learned so much from them. Um, first of all, they uh, <laughs> miss more than one thing. They definitely have like reignited a passion in me. Just they, they make me love my job. You know, my job's great, but they make me love my job. It's, it's great seeing them um, improve. And it's also, it, it just, it, it showed me how much doing just a little something can make such a big impact on people's lives, it's especially, you know, the people I had coming in when they were first diagnosed, I've had a few people come in you know, one to two years um, into their diagnosis, and they're just not in a good place mentally, pretty bummed out um, and, and just depressed seeming, you know, and, and I can think of a few people in particular, and, and they came in, it didn't really seem like they wanted to be there, and they had a great time, and when they left, you know, there was a little smile, and then two days later, they're back again, and, and then, you know, here we are, like, six, seven, eight years later with some of these folks, and it's like they're almost just a different person. They have new friends, and it's just been such a great experience learning from them all. Yeah, you know, the one thing I guess we didn't really touch on was that exercise, um, especially aerobic exercise, 
increases your dopamine, which is what, you know, that's what people living with Parkinson's lack is uh, dopamine. And so that creates a situation where you have a better mental status. And I'm not talking cognitive there, but, you know, it can show, uh, shoo away people that are having blue periods. And it just helps with your mood. But the other thing that we didn't touch on is how that social aspect that, you know, that group class of people showing up each week or two or three times, whatever they do each week, and that camaraderie that can develop among those particular climbers. I think there's real value in that. Yes, I couldn't agree more with that. I think there's great benefits to coming by yourself and do, doing one-on-one -on -one lessons and, and learning the technique. Obviously, it's exercise. It's great for you. But when you can pair up with one, two, five, 10, 15 other people um, who are also learning how to climb and also have Parkinson's, they have something similar um, to relate to. It really just, they, people develop such a tight bond um, and they, they have some stuff in common to talk about. It's also the ages, I guess I'll just touch briefly on the ages because there's early onset Parkinson's, you know, that's, you know, people who are younger and then, and they, a lot of them still have jobs and families and stuff like that. So it's a very different experience from, from, from older folks. Um, and we have everybody really at Sport Rock, which I think is pretty interesting. You know, you've come in and climbed yourself with, you know, people in their thirties, as well as somebody who's 79 years old and brushes it up the rock wall. So yeah, it's that's pretty a, impressive. Yeah, it is, he is impressive. impressive. Yeah, yes, he really is. You know, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just it's it's really interesting having all the people together. The social aspects is great. Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's a lot of research around people that have a purpose in life. Not only do they generally live longer, but they just live with fuller lives. And I think that. Um, one thing that I've learned since being diagnosed with Parkinson's is that people with Parkinson's that are thriving and that are living well have a certain mindset and a lot of it is rooted in gratitude. And um, I think exercise just really helps that in general. So in wrapping up today, um, what would you like for your audience or our audience to know about Sport Rock? I know that you mentioned that they've really been supportive of you in your own journey and working with people with Parkinson's. So what would you like for our audience to know about Sport Rock? Um, yeah, I mean, just I'll echo what you said, that they've been extremely supportive. You know, I started the group and then they, anytime I ask for anything, you know, can I do a free group on Fridays? Sure, no problem. Um, can I give discounts? Yep, no problem. And I mean, I've brought people to adaptive nationals for climbing um, through my work, um, and they've really sent me to seminars, let me speak. I mean, Sport Rock's just been a great um, source for me, and they've really supported Parkinson's. And I, I would like to see the program grow. You know, I'd like to see other gyms be able to do it and more studies to be done on it. We did one study. I, I didn't actually mention that, but we did a study on Parkinson's and climbing. Um, and it was positive, small, but positive. <laughs> and, and Sport Rock also helped with that. So we do a free group once a week. It kind of, since all this stuff has happened in 2020, um, it's gotten a little bit, um, 
off off kilter. It's not the same every week, but typically it's once a week on a specific day and a specific time. And then we also do discounted private lessons and semi-private lessons and small group lessons uh, for anyone with Parkinson's. All right. Well, Molly, thank you for sharing and, um, and joining me today. You're an inspiration to me, and I hope that you'll join us again sometime in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you.